do your job. Dad like it's your job. Do your job! With Chris Zito. Do your job. He's a dad, a radio host, a father, a speaker, dad, an actor, a dad, a comedian, a dad, a husband, a dad, and, well, a dad. Greetings, faithful listener. It is I, your illustrious host, Chris Zito. I say that because, of course, no one else will. Uh, Barry Plummer is my guest. Dr. Barry Plummer is my guest on today's pod. He is the first returning guest. He's a guy that is a uh, now semi-retired child psychologist and professor at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. And I had him on the show, and he's a fan of this pod. I can't figure that out. But he said when I had him on before, he said, Chris, if there's anything I can do, if you ever want to have me back to discuss something, please don't hesitate to reach out. And so I did, and he's back on with me today. And we're talking about talking to your kids, especially teenagers, in the car. There's something sort of magic about the car. And we're going to break down what that is and how to take advantage of it. Just a couple of quick plugs here. Uh, if you want me to speak at your event or to your group, you can go to chriszitospeaks.com and find out all about how that works. That's chriszitospeaks.com. I have a great talk coming up November 2nd for a parent group in Millbury, Massachusetts, talking about adolescence and mental health, something that I do have some personal experience with. So be sure to check out chriszitospeaks.com. I want to thank Dr. Barry Plummer before I even play this, because this is a guy, like I said, this is his field, and for some reason, this podcast, he heard me talking about it last year on the radio station, checked it out, he liked it, and I am so glad, we are so lucky to have our hooks into this guy, because he's wicked smart, and if... If you're struggling to get through to your teenagers, this idea of talking to them in the car, I don't know. Like I said, there's something magic about it. We break it down. Here's my conversation with Barry Plummer. Dr. Barry Plummer, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. I mean, Good to be here. I mean, you're, you're the only guest that I've had back so far. I mean, this is monumental. I mean, maybe we should have some sort of ceremony. I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I I was thinking of you because I know that you you have really studied this kind of stuff and it came up on a recent episode of the podcast and it's something that I have noticed over the years and I've heard other dads mention it this idea of especially when your kids get to be adolescents talking to them in the car like they need a ride somewhere and the fare that they have to pay is having a conversation with dad Two things come to mind when you said that. I talked to my wife earlier. She said, don't mention the name of your kids and our kids, but feel free to talk about this openly. Otherwise, I um, I go down memory lane and I realize the experience of driving you know, mostly in, in a minivan back then with you know, the kids. I had three adolescents at, at, at once at one point, but the whole phenomenon of just first how kids will talk amongst each other. So you'll pick up like your kid or, or two and then their friends and there are two or three of them having a conversation as if you weren't in the vehicle driving. You know so, what? That uh, is, that's incredible that you bring that up. I hadn't even thought about, but, but I have had that same experience and boy, oh boy, it's incredible what you pick up. 
yeah, because you're not supposed to be hearing this, and yet they know you're two feet away. But, <laughs> but if it's, but to the first point you brought up, which is it's you and your 15 year old who normally necessarily want to be seen in public with you, but has to be because they need the ride. They don't right. have a license. And yet there's something about not sitting, you know, uh, in your living room or across the t- kitchen table in a car. You're driving. They may not even be sitting next to you. But if they are, it's this whole weird separation. Like you can have a conversation. They're trapped, captive audience. But you're in a car. And there's just something about being um, in a car that maybe makes that a little more, uh, a little less personal. Um but it clearly is an avenue to getting at things that they wouldn't normally talk with you about. So, well, um, and I, I don't think there's a great theory behind it, Chris. I don't know that it, other than hmm. it, it's, it's a thing that, it, that many, many parents, dads and moms go, go through and um, it, it's momentary. Yeah. And like this isn't generally an extended conversation, but it depends on how important that is for the child. They may need you, for several minutes. Right, right, right. Now, there's a couple of things that came to mind for me as I was thinking about this. You know, we all have a tendency when we're in the car to somehow think we're invisible, you know? Yeah. Uh, or or we'll, 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 if you get angry, you yell at the other driver, you say things to other people that you wouldn't really say to their face because, you know, it's awfully rude. Or, you know, you see some guy picking his nose at a red light and you're like, buddy, you don't have the tinted glass. So there's that aspect of sort of being in this bubble. But the other thing that that I noticed is that, you know, if I'm face to face with my kid, like you said, across the table and I'm making eye contact or, or if there's some kind of conflict and I'll say to her, hey, look at me when I'm speaking to you. But in the car, yes. if I'm driving, she knows I'm not looking at her. There's no, there's really almost no eye contact. And I wonder if that has any way of making them feel a little safer. They're less in, uh, making them feel a little safer. They're a little less intimidated that way. Is that a possibility? Yeah. And I think that that's the, you know, the sort of less personal, but not fully anonymous part of it. It's um, definitely, there's no direct eye contact. In fact, you could have that whole conversation from the back seat. If you had a couple of them back there, yeah, um, and there'd be no eye contact except through the rearview mirror. Yeah, and so I do think that that's the that's an issue, and I do think they, um, you know, there's just something about being in a car. So you could listen to the radio, or mm-hmm. you could um, answer a few questions from dad. I think it's a great opportunity, and I think the other sort of word of advice would be, you don't have to make it a regular thing. Right. Um, so, like, take advantage of it, but <laughs> but also like spring for a, a couple questions and then let it go and see what you get because there may be a time where you know your your adolescent's just not in a mood to talk. Yeah. Even if they are, are but you also isn't going to be fifty questions either. It's like one or two. See what you get back. And if you hit the mother load, then then you go with it. Just in this kind of like. Hey, let them talk. Let some time go by. I just find it's hit or miss. But I, I agree. It's the you're not making eye contact. The your kid has some control. They could pop the radio on. They could put their headphones on. They're right. not driving. Right. And right. get up with it. that control and the lack of eye contact are the 
only things I can think of. I wanted to toss this out there, too, and I don't know if you've had experience with this, because, of course, now with the streaming services, all the music, you know, like my, my youngest is, well, I think this may actually publish on her birthday, which is the 21st of October. She turns 18, and that's my youngest. And Whoa. so, but all of her music is on her phone, you know? Yes. And yeah. so what, what I will do is I will, uh, because there's been a couple of times, and this is the thing, I don't get to do this with her anymore because she has a license and she has her own car. But the last time we were driving to New York to visit my brother, her uncle, right? And we were in the car together and... I we had a terrific experience where I said to her, I said, listen, I want you to grab like five of your favorite songs right now and put them in and I want to hear them. And so we listened to her songs. And then I said, now I want you to put this song in and this song in and this song in. And of course, she'd never heard them. And we sort of traded back and forth like that for a while. I got to yeah. tell you, it was it was it was a lot of fun. I was surprised at how much I didn't hate the music that she played. I figured I would just I would really hate it, but right. uh, you know we found that we had some musical uh, y- y- we had a little bit in common there too, which was something that I, I you know I, maybe it's because I've been doing radio for so long and I've been in music radio so long. Whenever I'm in the f- uh, all all my entire radio career, whenever I'm in the car with my kids, since we've been able to have this you know, so much music at our disposal, I always will play something for them. You know, like my my other daughter, I remember being in the car with her and I said, I want to play you the best pop song ever recorded. And I played her, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5, which in my opinion is the greatest pop song. Okay. It's the, it's the yeah. perfect pop song in a lot of different ways. And, and she wasn't particularly impressed, but she didn't hate it, you know? <laughs> I th- yeah, it's, it's again um, that common turf. And if, you know, the other way to, to do this, I mean, I, I think there are certain things that are just conversation enders, which would be, hey, you know, are you going out with anybody new, you know, that you didn't know about or something really personal, yeah. unless they're ready to talk about it. It's different if you're saying like, hey, I need your help on such and such, you know, for your mother, I'm thinking of uh, any ideas or um, something that isn't quite as controversial or mm. something as personal. but. The music's a great idea. Yeah. Um, but if you had something else in common, you already knew that going in, it's just an icebreaker. Right. And that's right. Kind of what you want to do in the car as opposed to something that might shut them down for the next hour that you're driving to. Well, and it's 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 a way, you know, you kids like you you mentioned fifteen. That's that fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, you start to get that feeling like, I don't really know this kid like I used to. And it's also an opportunity for me to let them get to know me a little bit. I had a guest uh, recently that you know had put out a book about the uh, the, uh, the dad's dilemma, and one of the chapters was you know get to know them, let them get to know you as well. And that you know that's a I find that's a good way to do that. It is. It's this. It is getting to know them again. First of all, I mean. Those brains are going through massive changes in adolescence. You think yeah. of it as like, oh, it's like sex hormones. It's all. It's really a re-sculpting of your brain. It's the second most important brain development time other than infancy. So there are things that are more meaningful to them that you might not be aware of. Mm-hmm. 
It is, um, it is a get to know you. The, the weird part about adolescence. So you're a captive in the car. That's actually a, you know, an important thing. I have to get a ride someplace, so I really can't go anywhere. I can <laughs> shut out my dad by putting the headphones on. But if there's a chance, I just want to hang with him for a little bit. That's a, that's the opportunity. Then it's, um, you know, what, what is it they need from you? Because that's, that's a, you know, a back and forth thing. Sometimes they don't need you at all. Right. And you've got to be willing to take it like on the chin oh. because they're going to be like, you know, geez, I just, <laughs> yeah. my life. Right, um, right, like, right. I know. Don't walk near me when you're going to pick me up. Um, <laughs> right. But then, right. you know, I, you know, I just got dumped. This kid hates me now or I got dissed on social media. And then you have your opportunity, yeah. but it's on their terms, which is very hard. Yes. From, you know, when you have an eight-year-old who needs you. Of course, yeah. And, and you make a, such a great point, Barry. This is why I love talking to you. You make that point about their brain development and how rapidly things are changing because you know, you've got this kid, once they hit puberty, you feel like, oh, I, I kind of got to know this kid. And just when you get to know him, different kid. And it just keeps changing and keeps changing and keeps changing. It's the it's the greatest joy and the greatest heartbreak, right? You know, watching them grow up. It's hard. It is. And then it's not just for little... So what happens when you're saying that? So I have a five-year-old granddaughter now, and like, yeah. I'm driving her places, and I remember, you know, like I had my turn be to drive her over to such and such, and it's I, she's in the car seat in the back, and then quiet for a while, and for a moment, you forget she's there until all of a sudden she fires off a question out of nowhere because you know I can see the moon and the sky, like Grandpa, why is the moon up there? And oh. I'm realizing, I, okay, it's Holy night. Cow. I'm driving your bags over here, like. Are you still there? But you can have that kind of conversation with a little voice in the back. There's no eye contact, and then it's but it's intermittent, and right. um, it's it's another world. But the adolescent, I love working with adolescents. They're just um, but you gotta you gotta understand a little bit about them, or it can be very frustrating and abrupt. Well, listen, yeah. as I often say on this podcast, I quote my father all the time. His the best parenting advice I ever got was from him. He said, keep them alive till they're 25. So That's your job. <laughs> I know. And nowadays, that's, it's, yeah, that's a hard one because there are, there are so many risks. Yeah, the car phenomenon is, uh, phenomenon is just a, it's such an interesting thing. But I have, you know, they get their own cars. They're not going to say, Dad, you know, I really want to leave my car in the driveway so you can drive me someplace. That's Absolutely. just, so you have but what, a three-year window, 13 yeah. to 16, you right. have that adolescent conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, Barry Plummer, I, I appreciate your insight into this. And one of the things that I learned from this conversation is to try not to push it too much. You have a couple of questions in there. Hope that you get lucky. That's about all you can really do. Keep, you know, keep your ears open and stay attentive and make sure that you you become a safe place for them to come to when they're ready to come to you. That's so vitally important for them. Yeah. It's hard for us as parents to think like, okay, well, we're not needed. It's really their time. I mean, you right. own the vehicle, you're driving them, but it's not your time. Nope. It's theirs no. to use or, or not. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, good good chatting with you, Chris. You, um, you too, and I'm sure that something else will come up, and I'll say, you know what? Uh, uh, Dr. Barry Plummer's the guy to answer that question for us, so I really appreciate you coming back on the pod. I'm happy to do it. It's good fun, and it's a great cause. I, I love that you're doing this podcast. Thank you, sir. Have a good day now.
Well, so there you have it. I mean, this ain't brain surgery. You know, you got a captive audience. It's a little less stressful because you're not staring them down. Uh, I also was happy to share this idea that I, I've done this with V a bunch of times. Uh, not as much with Mackenzie, but with V a bunch of times because we've spent more time in the car together uh, where we share each other's music and there's a connection there. And I hope that helps. That's the whole idea of this podcast. Dad, like it's your job. Provide for your family and still be a part of your family. Don't forget to check out ChrisZitoSpeaks.com if you're interested in having me talk. Give my signature talk, Dad, like it's your job. I have another talk called The One Duck Theory. Uh, that's more of a faith-based thing. But and I'm always happy to whip up something else for you like I'm doing for that Millbury Parents Group in Millbury, Mass. So uh, just check out ChrisZitoSpeaks.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, download the episodes, leave a review, and of course, share it with other parents, share it with other dads. Let's go on with the rest of our day, shall we? Thanks for listening. Tell your pals.